Once upon a time, I was sitting in my room. Alright. Thinking about all the things I want to say and do. Like what? Such a quiet man. Shh. What can I do then? I don't know. Start a brand new podcast with my family and my friends. Oh, cool. Hey, my name is Joe. Hello. That you want to know. What you got? Let's begin this journey. Thank you so very much for joining. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So today we are actually on episode 35 today. And before I tell you what this topic is about, I want to welcome back Donna and Tony back to my channel. Um, they have both been on here previously. And uh, I will uh, mention what episodes they've been on so far. So as far as Donna, this is her second time on here. Uh, the first time she was on here was on episode 10. Uh, we talked about the expectations uh, that men have versus the expectations that women have as far as like uh, work as far as like the home life um, and many other things like just society in general like whether uh, men and women get paid equally like things like that so we kind of talked about that uh, so this is her second time here and I definitely appreciate her being here so yeah thank you for being here Donna <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs> no problems uh, uh, up next is Tony this is his third time on here uh, the first time he was on here was episode wait episode 20 yep i gotta try to memorize all these episodes yeah episode 20 he was on the episode with me about real estate um where we talked about like some real estate terminology and uh some of the process that goes into getting a, a new house or a, uh, a house that somebody's previously lived in and uh all of that so definitely enjoyed that one and then the second time he was on here uh, was not too long ago on episode 28. Uh, we actually talked about a pretty pretty serious topic. We talked about death, actually. Uh, we talked about uh, um, we talked about like things like life insurance and uh, a will and planning your own funeral. And uh, we even talked about the afterlife. So we kind of talked about a good bit of uh, you know, a good bit of serious stuff on that one. So definitely be sure to check any of those episodes out if you haven't watched or listened to those so um definitely uh appreciate you being here tony as well and i look forward to these good conversations <laughs> sure thing thanks and so uh today's topic um it could be i mean it's a pretty serious conversation as well not as serious as death but it is still a pretty serious conversation so today's topic is actually going to be on insecurities so I feel like insecurities is something that a lot of people struggle with. Most people, or if not all, everyone has had a moment uh, where insecurity has probably, uh, you know, happened in their, you know, sometime throughout life. Even if it was in a short period of time, I feel like insecurity has, um, you know, poked up its head every now and then has come into our life, you know. Uh, every now and then. And uh, since both Donna and Tony signed up for this, I am um, sure that it means that they have both dealt with this situation before. So I'm definitely looking forward to the conversation regarding this topic. So I'm actually going to go ahead and get into the first question. So my first question is, um, 
is kind of an obvious one. But uh, but um, have you ever gone through a time or times um, where you have experienced feeling insecure? And uh, if, if so, would you mind like sharing with me uh, some of your like insecurities, like as far as like experiences that you went through with insecurity? <laughs> so I will start with Donna. Well, yes, I definitely have. Like, I feel like everyone has, and especially girls. I feel like a lot of us have lots of insecurities. Um, and, you know, there's sometimes where I have insecurities and sometimes when I don't, it's just according, like how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Normally I don't have a whole lot of insecurities, but I'm feeling anxious or anything like that. Then usually I have some, so, but, uh, some of my insecurities, have, I guess, have just been surrounded about like my looks, you know, like height, body weight, like color of my hair, um, just different things like that. But sometimes, you know, you can get insecure about like how I know sometimes I can be really loud. So like sometimes I get insecure about that um, and just little things like that, you know, do, do I talk too much or am I annoying? Like different things like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that is true that like there even those little things, I feel like I could even be the same thing, you know, that uh, in that case, you just start kind of thinking like, oh, oh like, is this too much? And am I being too much? So I, I could definitely relate to that for sure. <laughs> so right. how about you, Tony? Uh, well, I know there's at least two times, one time from being, uh, I guess, um, Let's see, the time that I went through and a time that I kind of still currently go through. Time I went through already, um, I guess, um, middle school. <laughs> that entire time of my life was just one giant insecurity for sure. Uh, I know there was a lot of, you know, like you, when you're kids, you all kind of grow at different rates. And, you know, some people stop growing you know and like like everyone else was like taller than me like I remember in like sixth and seventh grade and it was a weird thing to fixate on but I mean you're like a teenager everything's weird um and I remember it was it was really weird because it was like I felt like my uh you know I just I didn't look like everyone else and so I felt out of place and just awkward and insecure about that um today though I mean I think I've gotten a lot I've gotten past that. Now, I guess my, my biggest or my bigger insecurities are kind of the feeling of uh, what's formally called imposter syndrome at work. Um, because, you know, I mean, we work in the same field, Joel. So, you know, we've been studying this stuff to some degree for at this point years now. And um, there's definitely a feeling of never really knowing enough or never being like, as experienced as I could be like in one given area, like for sure, because like, you know, some of the people I work with are just like these fountains of knowledge and they just, they do this stuff and they know this stuff and they keep doing more stuff like that, like in their free time. Whereas I don't always, you know, take my technical interest home with me. Sometimes I'll just want to relax when I get home. I mean, it's kind of a human thing to want. But I'll still feel guilty and insecure about that because I'm like, well, I could be bettering my skills. I could be learning some cutting edge technology or some better way to advance myself in my career. 
And I feel like, you know, especially whenever I am, you know, when, when it comes time to, uh, you know, when, when you're like at your year end assessment or whatever, and, you know, you're trying to make a case for, okay, I want more money now. Um, because, you know, you know, argue, argue, raise, it just feels like, you know, how much can I, you know, how much have I really proved myself? And there's that constant battle with really just myself of like, you know, am I as accomplished or as good as I feel like I, I can be, have, have they seen the same thing? And I think that's kind of like an ongoing struggle with, you know, just, it's just workplace anxiety, really. Hmm. Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I definitely can relate to that as well as uh, Donna's experience as well. Like for me, as far as uh, like work-wise and even school-wise, even before um, I got the current job I have, even going through UAB, um, I always had like the uh, insecurity of feeling like, well, at one point, to be honest, I almost dropped out. Like I almost like really gave up my, especially that, that semester that I think probably I bet uh, you, Tony, I almost gave up that, se- that uh, semester because um, I overdid it. I was taking way too many classes at the same time because I was, um, I, it was almost due to another insecurity of just kind of feeling like um, at that point, I was like 24 uh, when I was thinking about giving up on college and um at that point I started thinking about how everybody else in my you know that graduated with me back in 2011 from high school like all of them have already like well like graduated long ago like from college like they graduated like three years ago and I started like it was almost a head mind game for me it was like uh I guess kind of like being insecure, like, why am I not done yet? Like, why have not, how, why have I not made it as far as everybody else? Like, I feel like I'm still working the same part-time job and, you know, that I was working in high school, I was working at a grocery store. And then, uh, and then on top of that, like not even done with school, like not even close. So that insecurity led me to another, uh, insecurity, I guess, of, um, you know, once I started getting into, I started, I like I once that semester, I took like seven classes in one semester. And, and it was due to me wanting to feel like I wanted to, to get through it. So I could say that I graduated just like everybody else, like, you know, everybody else is already out of here, they already got their bachelor's, some people are already working on their master's. And so I guess I was kind of, compare myself to other to other people and it kind of led me to having I guess insecurity in that way but anyway I guess the insecurity that I had during the seven classes that I took was that I started worrying that like that like maybe computer science isn't meant to be for me because one class I took uh to be honest I can't remember the class but it was a computer science class and I feel like it was a, a pretty simple class, uh, like, well, simple, meaning like a beginner like class. And it was like one of the 100 classes. And, uh, and I was struggling there. And like it was one of the it was the first week of school. And uh, the, the student teacher, I guess there was like a student teacher thing there, a uh, guy there. And and he says something like, you know, you get done with this, uh, you get done with this program. 
And then uh, once you're done, like you can leave. And so some people were like getting done quick, like five minutes and they're done. And they, they got out of class a whole hour early. And then um, I was well after class. Like I was even the last person, the student teacher left at that point before I was even done. So um, I, in a way I kind of felt defeated that like I was thinking like if I'm already struggling now like like am I even meant to to be doing computer science so like on the way home I remember being really just emotionally like drained about it and then uh, something like whether in a couple of weeks or so like over the time I started like understanding it a lot more so once I got understanding it, then I knew I was on the right track. It just took a little little bump for me to get on. I get through and I uh, got through that one. So I could definitely relate to that when it comes to uh, schooling. I, like I almost felt like um, if I can't understand it now, will I ever understand it? But I just had to be patient. So uh, that happened. And then as far as getting my current job, um, my job seemed very like I, a few months ago, I have an opportunity to now finally use my like coding and all of that into to use with my job. So and then I started kind of having those same insecurities in a way because it's been years since I've done much coding. So I started thinking like, oh, no, like these people are depending on me and one other person to to help with this project that we have going on. And uh, it involves some of it involves coding. So I started kind of feeling insecure in that way, just thinking like I don't have enough confidence in myself to get through this and they're not going to give me the promotion and all of this. So uh, now here I am a few months later after going through some training and all that and uh, feeling a lot more confident about it. But uh, just definitely still another insecurity there. And um, then as far as uh, kind of going back to what Donna mentioned, um, she was talking about like insecurity about like the way she looks. Um, and that's something that I definitely have had uh, experience with as well um, in middle school. So that's kind of like a thing that I can relate to with Tony. Um, a lot of it started in middle school and, um, and I can talk a little bit more about it later on down the road, but a lot of it had to do with um, the way I look and maybe even the way that, I felt like other people saw me, like, saw me by the way I look, I guess, if that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I guess I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later on down. But, but yeah, I definitely can say that I've been through times of insecurities for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I definitely felt that struggle with the, the school thing in particular. Actually, whenever you met me at UA, uh, at UAB, um, the reason I went there was actually because, uh, at UA, they were going through a lot of transitions in the computer science department. And, um, I mean, it sounds like, I think it might be fixed now, but like the algorithms and data structures course we had at UAB, the equivalent course with the same textbook and some of the same assignments kind of, uh, at UA was basically unpassable at, well, yeah, UA, the, the one at UA was unpassable, uh, for, most people the first time through it was like it was the killer class so many people would take it and take it i knew somebody who took it six times before they just dropped out but um so that was definitely a concern for me because um 
you know, I didn't have troubles understanding it. It was just, it was, it was a combination of things really that I just felt were uh, not really a, a good, a good way to, to go about administering the program because, you know, I, I took that class, I think two times and I, I started taking the third before I just dropped it because uh, the teachers were not really willing to work with the students, but UAB was way better. I came there, I took five computer science classes in one semester and I made straight A's. So UAB is a way better learning environment, but um, you know, that's, that was definitely before that point, I was also considering dropping out uh, because I was thinking, you know, hey, if I wanted, if I really want to be in this field, uh, big companies like Google or whatever don't even care about your degree anymore. You know, you can go and teach yourself and prove yourself and develop stuff in your free time. It takes a lot more effort than going to college. And, uh, you know, there's no real guarantee. Like, you don't get a piece of paper for that. You know, you kind of have to prove yourself even more. Um, so that's what I thought I was going to have to do. Um, but yeah, been there. It's, it's scary because you're not really sure, like, where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's kind of where I was at because at that point, um, I already was taking like financial aid and like student loans and all that. So I was like, oh Lord, like if I drop out, then that means I'm going to have to start paying all this back, which uh, even now, like I know I have a, a bigger, uh, bigger amount that I have to pay. Not as much as if I went to a four-year college for all four years, because I went to a, a community college the first two years. Well, first two years um, took five and a half years to complete, but, um, but the first two years technically um, at a community college. But, uh, but yeah, just, I started thinking about that. Like, you know, I, I almost thought that I was going to, to school, like, and like going there um, in vain, or like it was almost like a waste of time. So, uh, but I guess something, something woke up in me and decided like, oh no, you got this, you're going to do this. So, so yeah, it's definitely, it can be very scary, especially for me that first couple of weeks, I felt very like defeated as far as school goes. And I really was thinking about dropping out but then I was thinking like you're so close and um and I know this is way random a way off topic but like do y'all know people that like went to high school senior year and then like right before graduation they drop out I don't know why but some reason I can't understand why people do that <laughs> I mean you know there could be a lot of different reasons for that I guess or people's personal life circumstances I don't personally know anybody like that because uh well, I mean, it, I guess it was kind of different. I went to a boarding school and like people got like kicked out there at the end. And I don't know what they ended up doing, but, you know, they get sent home for misconduct or something or, you know, they don't keep their grades up, something like that. But uh, I don't I don't know if I knew anybody who just like flat out dropped out of high school altogether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... What was the question? Because my computer... I think my signal was like messing up. <laughs> oh, I was just wondering, uh, do you like do you personally know anybody that like went to high school like almost all the way up to senior year and it's like you're almost about time to graduate and then like they just drop out like a week or two before uh, graduation? I think we didn't have anybody in my class that did that, but I think like the a couple of classes before me, we had we definitely had some people that did that <laughs> for <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, which uh, which Tony is right. There could be it could be a situation like person in their personal life that they could be going through. So so yeah, that is true. But uh, but when I started thinking about like me almost dropping out of college, I started kind of thinking about that situation, which is way random. But <laughs> anyways, um, speaking of school, um, like did you uh, Donna? Did you ever have any like insecurities as far as like schooling goes? Like, did you ever feel like you were like not going to pass the class or anything like that. <laughs> uh, yes. I, well, it's it's crazy because I always worry about things, even though when I don't have a reason to worry about it. And that happens to me literally every semester. I'm like, am I, am I doing okay? Like, am I going to make it? Like, and especially this semester because I'm taking six classes. And one of the classes that I'm taking is a required course. So we have to pass this class to graduate. And it's really hard. It's research methods and statistics. Um, so it's it's definitely a hard class. And most people usually, there's a lot of people that fail this class, but there are some people that make A's and B's, lots of C's. So right now I have a B and I'm thankful and I'm hoping I can keep it up. I was hoping for an A though, so that way I can keep up my GPA, but because um, right now I have a 4.0. So if I can make an A, it'll still be a 4.0. And the next semester is my last semester at JSU. So hopefully I can keep it going if I can pass this class with an A, <laughs> but I'm trying, <laughs> but it's, it's hard. This past test was on descriptive statistics and inferential statistics, and it was, it was very complex. And so, yeah, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. like the math is not hard. Like the math is pretty, it's fairly easy, but relating it to research and combining it with your complex designs and stuff like your research designs it's it's tough <laughs> so. mm, yeah well hopefully you end up getting that grade back up to an a and that you keep that so. 4.0 because you're so close to being done and yeah you would no. <laughs> you, i would love to see you finish out with the 4.0 that would be awesome Me too. <laughs> i'm hoping and praying so and studying <laughs> yeah I, I think what your stats is like like I took a lot of extra math classes, but I, I didn't like stats. It's just, it's kind of its own thing. And it's like, it's like every major has their own version of statistics. It's so weird. So like, it is. I don't know. It's, it's just annoying. It is for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it just goes to show that insecurities can come in any and every area of our life, whether it's in school, work, personal life, uh, you know, all of that. So, uh, so kind of going into my next question, it kind of, I mean, I've kind of already answered it myself, but uh, I'm going to kind of go more into depth uh, with my answer. So uh, my next question is, um, has like insecurities always been a struggle for you, even like during your childhood, or has like insecurities started more um, as you gotten older, like into your adult life? Um, mine started more, I feel like, even when I was a kid, like, I remember as a child, like, thinking, oh, I wish I had blonde hair and blue eyes, like, why do I have to have dark hair, dark eyes, like, would it, like, because nobody, like, where I went to school, I mean, I'm half Hispanic, and there were no Hispanic kids, like, at all, where I went to school when I was a kid, so it was just, I always felt like I looked different, <laughs> but um, even insecurities with, like, school and stuff, that's always been a thing too. <laughs> like when I was a kid, I always had to be the best at everything I did. And so I was always insecure, thinking that I could 
I was not good enough for what I was trying to achieve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could definitely relate to this one for sure. But uh, before I go further into my answer, I'll let Tony answer the question as well. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, definitely same thing, basically. I mean, school, I was kind of a perfectionist to the point of inducing really bad like anxiety just about even little things um I guess it's because like as a young kid you know I don't know I, I didn't really try very much but I got good grades anyway it just kind of is what happened and then um you know, you have your, your family, they're all like, oh yeah, good job, you know, way to go, great report card, this, you know, nine weeks or whatever they do the grading period for, and it's like, well, cool, but then there's like this whole, like, insecurity of like, well, what if I ever, you know, do not that, you know, you get kind of a, you get kind of a complex, like, okay, I got to keep it up, but like, I don't know what I'm doing to make it so great at this point, you know? And then uh, whenever I was 10, so going to fourth grade, I moved from where I was living uh, in, the, in the DFW area in Texas, uh, all the way to over here in little old Alabama, specifically it was in Southern Alabama, uh, Southeastern Alabama, uh, like Enterprise, Fort record area. Um, and that was, I mean, I don't want to say a culture shock because, you know, I'd always lived in the South. I was already familiar with all the, you know, anachronisms or whatever. Granted people in Alabama are, uh, are, are a little bit different than people in Texas, I should say, because a, a lot of people in Texas, it's, it's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, I guess, I guess like, cause where I'd come from was, I mean, you know, Dallas, it was still a fairly metropolitan area despite being in the South. So I grew up with people of all kinds of different backgrounds, even going to private school at the time. Um, you know, there was a lot more, I guess, diversity. There was a lot more just different backgrounds represented. And I had different friends who were from all very different cultures and, you know, I was just involved in this very different community. And there was so many more people, of course, in the city. And I was just, I was really outgoing. I did extracurricular stuff. And then I came to Alabama and um, the first school we went to was this little Christian school and basically trailers behind a Winn-Dixie. And, um, you know, cause that was the only Christian school in the area my parents could find for me. And, um, it was just weird because the people there, you know, we had like, what, maybe 15 people in our class and they'd all known each other since like, you know, as, as long as they could remember, they were like, you know, I guess like their, their moms were friends who went to the same church or something and they just put their kids in the same private school and, you know, they had known each other all throughout their whole lives, basically, it seemed like, and I just, I wasn't a part of that. I was an, it was an outsider. I was a city boy, uh, and coming into this completely different world, I was just, especially being separated from, you know, my family at that age, just like, well, this is awkward. I'm awkward. And 
I don't know where I fit. And that was, that kind of just pervaded and until, you know, I, I left basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely, uh, definitely makes a, a lot of sense. I definitely appreciate y'all both for sharing that, um, your experiences as far as even having these kind of insecurities, even when you were younger, because I could definitely relate to this as well. Um, a lot of it, I know I mentioned it here a few minutes ago, but a lot of it hit hard for me in middle school. Uh, and then, uh, like, as far as even, like, the grade situation goes, like, um, like, this is somewhat off topic, but I'm going to kind of, uh, there's a reason why I'm bringing up this story. So, like, I have, uh, I have 10 siblings, and one of my brothers, one of my older brothers, um, was a straight-A student from, uh, from kindergarten um, all the way up to uh, college. Like, he even graduated college 4.0. Uh, he graduated from UAB. And I got the, um, got like to hold a banner and Walt like graduate with his engineering degree. And, uh, and anyway, he was, was a straight A student. So I almost felt like the younger ones, like we all, I mean, maybe not all of us felt this way, but I almost felt like you almost had to like stay with that, like, you know, keep up with that 4.0 GPA uh, status and, um, I definitely was not uh, a honor roll student. I mean, I was every now and then, but like um, most of the time I was more like an AB honor roll, but I guess I was kind of thinking in my head, like, oh no, like I'm not, because I'm an AB honor roll, I'm not as smart as, um, you know, as this, you know, as my brother. So, you know, there's almost that insecurity of almost comparing myself to my older brother who made straight A's from five years old all the way up until he graduated from college so so yeah there's definitely that but uh but yeah just uh being like with my older brother there was a lot of uh kind of comparing myself to him so yeah a little bit of uh insecurity there as far as that um as far as our schooling um, and then there's other areas where I've had uh, insecurities, like even with, like I mentioned, uh, in middle school with my looks. And a lot of it had to do with, uh, with actually, it's going to kind of lead into my next question. So uh, my next question is, uh, can other people play a role in making you feel uh, insecure? Uh, I feel like they can. I mean... I feel like, well, I don't really know about with school for me. Like, no one's ever made me feel insecure. That's all, like, on my own. <laughs> but, like, my looks and stuff. I, one thing, another thing I've been insecure about is my height because I'm 4'9", so I'm really short. Um, and people all the time ask me how tall I am, which is fine. But then when I tell them, they'll, like, chuckle or something. And I'm like, why is that funny? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. So it kind of makes me feel insecure, but... That's about it, really. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah, we can be our own worst enemy, you know, every, you know, from time to time, we can be our own worst enemy, then, like, that's where the insecurity comes in, so that, that makes sense, okay. yeah, that can happen. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Tony? Um, so I know that, like, sometimes, again, like, you know, when you're talking about yourself, making yourself feel insecure, I mean, that can be just from you comparing yourself to other people, whether they're actively trying to or not. I know sometimes people say things like as a joke, but it doesn't always come off that way. 
Um, and I mean, I've been guilty of that too. You know, I've said some mean and, and hurtful things, not even realizing they were mean and hurtful. Um, you know, and, until someone comes to me and says basically that that was really upsetting to them or they felt really bad about it, which, you know, um, I wish more people would do that. And I feel like, you know, if people could have that kind of communication. You could resolve a lot of things and maybe be friends, you know, but, um, like I know one example, which was just so weird. Um, cause a couple of people have actually commented on it. Um, so, you know, I grew up with a lot of really, I had a really, I really had really hard, had some hard time with basic motor skills and like my posture and my, uh, um, what is it? Uh, my, my dexterity, it just, it wasn't very good. I had to have classes at a very young age and I was still like walking into walls and stuff and tripping a lot. And I don't know what it was, but there's some sort of developmental, you know, weird posture thing that I had going on. Um, where like my, my toes would point out a lot whenever I would like stand or walk. And I remember somebody, you know, made a, like casual remark about it like there were two different occasions two different people in high school they were like they were like wow you walk like a triangle or the other time somebody was like you you walk like a duck and I was just like you know it was just like why why you got to point that out you know mm-hmm. um it just it 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 felt like I mean, you know, obviously doesn't, nobody means anything by it, but it's just like, you, you kind of like internalize these things. And I think that sometimes when people point out, even if it's something completely innocuous or something that's not even bad, it's, it, it's whatever is different about you. Um, people point that out, especially in front of other people, it can be, um, it, it can be a big source of, a, of an insecurity and, you know, make you just feel really bad. Um, and, you know, again, I've, I've been on both sides of that. Um, and I try to, you know, I, I try to be open and be like, okay, people come talk to me. If I said something that's, that's bad. I think that, you know, I think that a part of being strong and working through your insecurities and getting through on the other side of that, you know, now more in your adult life, you can forget what it's like to have been in that position. So it's one of those things to try to be mindful of too. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, you know, good that you brought that up, though. You've been the one that has received that, you know, that, those kind of comments, but then you've also have in the past uh, kind of given that to where even if you didn't intentionally mean it, it could have led to someone kind of feeling insecure about something, whether of the comment that you made. And I definitely can relate to that. I've been on both sides of the spectrum as well to where I was definitely the one that has given um, I comment to where, you know, I could even regret it to this day um, because I know that I may have said something that really, you know, hurt somebody's feelings and made them feel kind of insecure about, um, it could be anything, whether it's the way they look or the way they carry themselves or uh, what they're doing in their job or anything like that. So as if there's that, and I've definitely been in a situation where somebody has uh, definitely made me insecure. There's uh, kind of three big things that I like. I've, I've felt like insecure about, like due to other people. Like one, um, I feel like a lot has to do with like my my body weight. 
um, I feel like my weight fluctuates like every now and then. Um, sometimes I have my good moments where I feel like, you know, losing weight, I feel healthier. And then there's times where, um, where I gain a little bit more weight. And then I feel like, um, well, it's not as bad now. I don't feel like people point it out, but definitely in middle school, I feel like a lot of people would point out that like I was uh, uh, a little bit heavier in my middle school days. So especially my eighth grade year. And I remember this one kid specifically, um, he was like one of my only friends that like I had. I didn't really have that many friends in eighth grade. And um, in any way, like he would constantly like poke me on the side and he would be like, poke the fat boy, poke the fat boy. And uh, it kind of like made me feel really down about that because I was thinking like if, like if I already see myself as not the skinniest or not the thinnest, you know, person or the healthiest. And he's, you know, pointing it out basically for other people to hear in gym class. Um, it definitely made me feel a lot more uh, insecure and humiliated in that way, for sure. So there's that as far as like my, my weight uh, is one big thing. And then another one, I feel like, um, I feel like this topic is sort of changing now, but like, I feel like uh, it almost kind of goes back to somewhat uh, to what me and Donna has talked about before, like almost like an expectation on, on like men is like, is almost like you have to be like this strong, like you can't cry, you can't have feelings. And, uh, and if you do have feelings and like you're a wimp and you're, you know, you're weak and stuff like that. So I almost feel like that even back in middle school, there was that almost expectation that like, you know, you, you're only popular if you play basketball and football and baseball and, you know, the, the losers are the ones that, you know, aren't involved in that. They're the, you know, the nerds and, you know, they, they're in the band, you know, they're in the choir, like they name all these other things that um, definitely shouldn't be talked down on, but they definitely would talk down on that. And I, I'm seeing more progress, you know, with that now as far as allowing men to have a little bit more emotion now. I think uh, I think it's definitely okay. I definitely am one that gets very emotional, even about uh, even with certain movies I watch all the time. I still get emotional about those ones, but uh, but almost kind of like I guess I guess the back to kind of my insecurity, just feeling like um, I'm not man enough to be a real man i guess if that makes any sense like almost like that was kind of a expectation that like because i i didn't play sports year round or you know because i wasn't in the i what i'm i was one that always struggled with like doing pull-ups i was that one that couldn't even get one pull-up every time that when we would have class uh where they would make everybody do these pull-ups to see how many you can do uh, i guess kind of like a, a your health or fitness kind of test I don't know but I could never do one and I just kind of feel like that meant that I'm weak and that I'm not as much of a man like I'm not as manly as this other person I can just do it for you know 10 minutes straight or whatever even longer than that probably so um I guess there's that kind of insecurity of almost feeling like I'm not man enough to be a man so there's that and then my last thing um it's almost an insecurity of almost not feeling like 
that are like um um wanted or like I belong somewhere. And I still feel like this one still can happen uh, for me. And um crazily, like in a weird way, you would think it wouldn't happen here, but but it actually happens for me a lot in church, weirdly. Like uh I go to a pretty big church. Um I've been going there for ten years now. And even still to this day, like I could be in a big crowd and still feel lonely. Like I almost feel like people still like don't really make an effort to get to know me. It's almost more of just a cordial, hey, how are you? Uh, good, how about you? Good. And then they kind of go about their way. Or if I feel like I'm finally talking to somebody longer than 10 seconds, then it seems like somebody else will jump at and jump into the conversation. And then it turns to that person that I was talking to, talking to that person that just jumped in. And then I'm kind of boxed out of the conversation. And it seems like it, it always happens to me. It seems like where I always get jumped out of the conversation, like, or I get um, you know, boxed out. Or I know this, I mean, it may not even be intentional, but it seems like that just so happens to me all the time at church. Or, I mean, I've, we've even, me and one of my brothers goes to the same church. We had a moment where, like, we have said, like, good morning to people, and they'll just walk right past us. And they look right at us, and they just walk right past us. And even, like, I'm also in the choir at my church. And there have been times where, like, I'll, I'll sit down in a chair, and I've had it happen where at least three or four times, three or four different people have done this, where they they just get up and they move to a different spot, like in the choir. So it makes it seem like, okay, like, I guess you don't want to sit by me. Maybe it's because I'm, uh, maybe I don't, uh, I don't think I am, but maybe I'm tone deaf. Like, maybe I'm a bad singer, but, <laughs> but, uh. I think more of it, I don't know if it's just because a lot of people in our choir is um, a little older. So I don't know if it's just because like they want to sit by people that they've been sitting by for all these years. Or or maybe it's because I don't know who you are and um, I don't want to get to know you. Like, so I'm going to move to another spot to talk to somebody I do know. So, but it just seems like I always end up getting the short end of the stick, like in a way, like when it comes to church. Um, my conversations always get interrupted. Um, people, I've never seen people move from other people in the choir, but when I sit down, it's like um, people move when I sit. And so, but I don't know like what it has to do with anything. So that brings all three of those things. I know I feel like I'm very long-winded winded with this answer, but all three of those things, um has kind of led me to feeling insecure about myself wondering like do these people even want me here at this church like i've even thought about moving to a different church just because uh well a few things with it but uh but just in general like as far as the people in that church i mean there are a few that are really nice to me but i feel like a lot of them uh you know don't even want to get to know me and then but then they make these statements of like the key to a big church is a small group but then even in the small groups i feel like i feel out of place like i go in there trying to talk to people and then you know i almost feel like whenever i talk the conversation stops and it's like okay like you know they somebody else could be speaking the whole time and uh conversations keep flowing but then when someone asks me the question and i'll i'll answer their question 
and it just kind of kind of stops like the conversation doesn't continue it's like weird but um but yeah so let's i guess uh those are like situations where i've definitely felt uh insecure as far as church and uh even with uh you know school as far as back in middle school and high school well high school mainly in my freshman year but uh after my freshman year it got better so i still even to this day have like insecurities regarding feeling like or wondering if i belong or feel like am i even wanted here i mean i think that some of that you know it's kind of weird um you know like how our perception of other people kind of changes over time and being an adult and versus being a kid and you know and this certainly doesn't exclude like church either because i mean it's still got like a whole social structure to it but i'm like you know you mentioned people being a little bit older and if there's one thing i've realized from getting to the phase of my life where you know i'm building like on my assets you know like i i'm building on my relationships with people who i know really matter to me my mom always said usually like the people who are the five the five people who were closest to you like are going to be the ones you're really invested in. And after that, as an adult, you just aren't really going to have the time or emotional capacity to, um, you know, really care the same way about other people. And it's, it sounds really bad, but it's something I've really come to embrace. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you get, to the point where as an adult, there's a lot of like little social things that you just kind of care less about, um, you know, like being so worried about, oh, did I, did I say something that was so horribly embarrassing? I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. No, th- those moments happen a lot more whenever you're, you know, in school or you're a teenager, you're like, oh yeah, that was so embarrassing. I can't believe I said that. But as you get older, it's just like you don't have time or resources a lot to care about that. And I think that, you know, I I don't know your specific situation or if people, you know, are all just gossiping about you behind your back, your church group or not. Um, But, you know, it's, it's one of those things I think that it's like if you're staying with a certain group of people, whether that be a church or other social circle, you know, are there at least, you know, some people in there that you really enjoy spending time with? And, you know, if it's all just because you don't want to feel left out and you're not really particularly that connected to any one of them, then like, you know, it's one of those things that at least I've learned is like, no one's going to be too bothered if you just kind of dip and try something new, you know? Um, I know for, my experiences with um like so one of my favorite things for my semester and a half at uab that i love the most and i'm sure you remember it uh was the cs lab um i'm pretty sure you went there a lot too um because like everybody was collaborating on assignments and like you know even though we weren't all necessarily like buddy buddy close friends there was a spirit of camaraderie and like we were all working together and i ended up like being an ad hoc tutor for some of the 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 stuff with um the uh 
formal languages and automata class just because it was so interesting and exciting to me. And I felt like the people there were interested in all helping each other because, you know, uh, you had that class, right, with, with Dr. Johnstone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had those really terse homework assignments that weren't that long, but if you got one thing wrong, you would basically fail. So everybody was trying really hard to check and double check each other's homework and make sure we all got, you know, the right answers the first time, because that's just what kind of, you know, teacher he was. And a lot of people hated him for it. Uh, honestly, that was probably my favorite class I took at UAV, but um, you know, I didn't have that at UA. At UA, you were looked at kind of like as if I don't I don't want to say it in these exact words, but to sound a little bit, you know, um, archaic, you 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 kind of were looked down upon like you were like weak if you asked for help at UA, because everybody was like had this mentality of the oh look I'm the star-studded engineer at you know this this engineering sort of engineering it's weird because computer science is considered engineering at ua but at uab it was considered parts of arts and sciences um i don't really know how they came to a different conclusion but um you know so there just there wasn't really much working together and like if somebody said that they got something working for like an assignment or something at ua they would brag about it and they'd be like okay well you know i don't know what you're gonna do you know it was it was, it was very difficult and it kind of had that, that mentality of like, you know, I'm better than you kind of thing. And well, I got this, so I'm going to hoard my answer and I'm not going to work together with anyone else because, you know, that it, it, it just wasn't the, the, the kind of mentality there. Um, so, you know, in that sense, in a social sense, as well as, you know, academic, I mean, trying UAB was very much something that, you know, I had to separate myself. I had to be a completely different school for a whole semester. And I was like, wow, that really did make a difference. You know, this, this one environment I could really flourish in and gosh, I chose the wrong college, but you know, in the end, it's all just a means to an end. I got my degree and I got a job. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's true. Like, and even the, Kind of what you said at the beginning about uh you know that there's like five people that you know come that are in your life that you want to like really invest in and like really get to to know and i mean that does stand true that like i mean you can't emotionally invest in every single person's life and get to know everybody at every little detail about them so i mean that definitely is a very true uh thing like once i start thinking about that and uh, maybe even these people's intention is not even to say, Liza, this is uh, even a good conversation right here, because even as I was answering the question, I even just was, you know, I started spewing insecurity out. And let's just even kind of talking about it now just makes me feel a little bit more, uh, more okay with the fact that, like, not everybody has to talk to me that walks right past me, like, and I mean, because I think another thing that I struggle with, like, as far as, uh, you know, getting to know somebody is I'm very much an introvert, which is kind of why I want to do a podcast, because I kind of wanted to get myself out of my comfort zone and to get into, like, talking to more people, whether it's people I've known for years or people that I 
you know, am friends with on Facebook, but like, you know, I don't really know well, or, or even people from school that I didn't really get to know back in the school days, but like I'm getting to know now. So um, I just feel like maybe uh, feeling a little bit more okay with the fact that like, not everybody has to talk to me because I mean, we're, some people want to connect based off the stage of life that they're in currently. Like I know, I guess with me, um, still in my twenties, you know, single, whereas an, an older person may want to, uh, talk to somebody that let's just say he's married and has grandkids. Like maybe he wants to talk to, um, you know, another set of grandparents or something like that. So I guess it all depends on the walk of life, you know, stuff like that. There's even older people in there that are really nice and friendly to me. So just even talking about that nice definitely is, uh, makes me feel a little bit more okay with the fact as far as my my feeling like I'm wanted or anything like that because I know insecurity can be uh it can lead to like, if I start getting too invested in that insecurity that probably isn't even it's probably there for just because it's in my head that I feel like no one wants me there it almost leads to uh it could even lead to like my mental health like if I start really really starting to think about it, like oh nobody wants me and then it will kind of lead me to uh you know to low self-esteem and stuff like that so um I just gotta you know start kind of doing a self-reflection regarding all of these uh kind of insecurities that I have because some of it just may be uh, just in my head and it may not be a reality that these people don't want to be around me or talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, um, I guess uh, I'm actually going to get to our last question of this episode. Um, and this, uh, this question could come with a few different answers. So I'm definitely curious to hear what both of y'all have uh, regarding this. So, um, what advice would you give to someone that is feeling insecure? Well, um, I guess I would tell them kind of what I tell myself. Like, you know, it's a, it's okay to feel insecure at times. Like, it's it's normal. You know, it's okay. Um, you just can't dwell on it. Like you can't keep thinking about it and keep thinking about it. And, um. I know I also tell myself like it's you know that we're doing things at our own pace and that's okay like we do things differently um and yeah just things like that really and that we're good the way we are <laughs> no yeah I need to do a little bit more of that I need to do a little bit more pep talking with myself and uh even if I have to get myself to look at myself in the mirror and to help remind myself of these good things about myself that um you know, that it's okay. Like, I wish I would have done that back in my college days. I wish I would have told myself, this isn't a race. Like, you don't have to finish, uh, you know, at 21 years old and graduate. Like, you, it's okay if you graduate at 25, which is when I did graduate. So, you know, it's, uh, I wish I would have had a little bit more, um, if I, I was a little bit more of a, a motivator to myself because uh, I definitely needed it back then. And I still even now need it. But uh, but I, I wish especially then I would have given myself a pep talk and that, um, you know, tell myself that it's okay, that sometimes it's okay to not be okay because it just goes to show that we're human, we're all human. 
Uh, we all have flaws. We all have times where we're going to go through some bad times, whether it's about ourselves or another situation. But, uh, but like you said, like not dwelling in that is super important. I guess I kind of take a different approach, I, a little bit more, I don't know, cynical, you know, um, you know, when you think about the things that make you insecure and the people who make you insecure, you know, if somebody is deliberately going out of their way to try to make you feel like lesser because of some reason, or they just really don't like something about you, you know, I mean, statistically, there's somebody who's going to take that exact same facet about you, uh, even if it is, you know, a physical thing, you know, about your body weight or about your appearance or about your mannerisms or about something about you. And they are going to cherish that just as much as that other person might hate it and try to put you down about it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, hey, this is your loss. And, you know, if somebody is actually actively, you know, bullying you or trying to make you feel bad about something, it's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of find your, your, your niche, um, again, especially as becoming an adult and, and such, you know, we just kind of gravitate towards those things, those ideas, those people that, you know, ultimately, you know, we, we thrive the most with, and it's, um, it's not always something that you find out like your first or second or third try about like, okay, you know, this is what makes me comfortable. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things it's, it's kind of hard to really place that balance. Cause it's like, you know, um, sometimes, you know, some insecurities are, are rooted in, in things that aren't necessarily bad to be worried about. Like, I mean, again, you know, going back to like, Oh, you know, I mean, cause I was really insecure at my body growing up too. I mean, you know, I didn't grow to be as tall as everyone else in my grades. So, you know, I built up a little more around my midsection, you know, I got fatter faster, um, that being said, it's not, I mean, even if I can find other people who are, you know, who look more like me or who are less, um, confrontational about my body being, you know, above average BMI, uh, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, health is still very important, especially as you get older. And, you know, I've, you know, now that I'm an adult and I have time that I didn't have in school, you know. I'm taking steps to try to, you know, better my health and, and work on those things for myself. Um, so, you know, there's, there's insecurity and then there's, and then there's bullying and then there's like enabling, you know, like you don't, don't just be like, okay, well, you know, here's this clearly, you know, bad behavior, a bad thing that I have. I just need to find somebody who's, you know, going to be all about that versus, you know, something that's legitimately not bad and, you know, just finding people who aren't going to be hateful to you about it. There's, there's, there's a sliding scale there and it's really hard to find that balance in a healthy way, I think, because so many people, these, you know, are, are very mal maladjusted, you know, because whatever happened to you growing up, by the time you're, 
you know, 18 or 19, by the time you're an adult, it's kind of like, okay, tough stuff. You know, you're supposed to figure it out now. It's your responsibility. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good, like, that's a good, like, another perspective on how to, you know, go through, like, insecurity. And you kind of brought up something that, like, uh, that I thought was really good. It's like, like, as far as, like, enabling, like, I just started thinking about that, how, like, that could be, even be a big part of the, the process of, you know, feeling insecure or, like, how to uh, stop, you know, something like that from happening. So I started thinking about uh, sometimes, like, the, the way somebody can, you know, point out something, like, for me, example, like, you know, somebody pointing out that, like, I'm, I'm fat or something like that. Um, that would almost want to like motivate me to to lose weight and to get healthier because like it would make me want to uh, to prove them wrong in a way and to live a healthier life. So like it's almost like a, a win win in a way because like they're thinking like they may say for now you're fat, but then I want them to say you know or I want them to see in me later on down the road like oh no I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like I'm uh, healthier now and stuff like that or like I almost feel like it can be in a way um it can sometimes be a good thing for me because then I start looking back at it like you know maybe I should do something about my health if I you know if I'm kind of being told that like you like you're gaining weight um because there are a lot of blunt people out there in this world and uh, I feel like um you know I feel like people will kind of throw a comment out like that like oh like you you know gained weight it's like thanks <laughs> but uh but it's like so it kind of makes you start feeling insecure but then i start thinking like well they're not wrong so it's like i want to to motivate myself to whether get in the gym eat better uh you know doing all these other things like get you know thrown into the process of losing weight and uh, living a healthier life so uh so sometimes the, the yeah i can just look at it instead of looking at those moments as like an insult i could try to look at it as um constructive criticism even if they're not intending it to be that way but i can kind of take it as constructive criticism and just work on improving myself like you know with that for example <laughs> and then uh, also like another thing i wanted to mention right quick is um sometimes if it's something that that you don't feel like needs to be changed like for me example uh like i mentioned about not feeling like i was man enough when i was younger like because i may cry watching the notebook and um and people may be thinking oh that's so like unmanly that that's such a a girly thing to be uh worrying about um i mean sorry i can't help that I, I like a good romantic movie every now and then that doesn't make me less of a man just because i'm not constantly watching sports i don't know every single player on uh the atlanta hawks like you know i've just because I don't know every little detail of every single play that happens within any sport uh, doesn't make me less of a man. So, so sometimes just um, not listening to that crap too, you know, it's definitely really good. So I can see it from both perspectives for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that, I mean, I guess since weight is something we've all three kind of mentioned on here, um, 
I know the first time that I really ever tried to bother with losing weight was actually right before I went to UAB. Uh, and I was just doing it kind of the hardcore way. Well, technically what I was doing was probably, I was on a severe calorie deficit and the way I was doing it is like, I just, I would, I would get way too hungry and then I would fill up on fiber supplements. It was like a cheat code because it, it, it tells you you're not as hungry. It tells your body you're not as hungry as you are. Uh, and then I would just like, I would eat a lot on the weekends, but then during the week I would just like, I would super undercut it. And, um, then I would also work out really strenuously on the days after work. Um, but my whole time doing this, uh, I didn't tell anybody about it because I was actually more insecure, not about the weight, but about admitting that I needed to lose weight because it made it seem like I was, you know, that I'd be admitting that there was a problem. Um, and I didn't want that appearance. So I didn't tell anybody. And so I was doing great. I'd lost like 30 pounds. And then that summer I actually got into a car accident, um, a really bad car accident. And I took a picture. I mean, I was fine. My car was not. And I took a picture and posted actually here on Facebook. And I was holding up like the, uh, dilapidated remains of my license plate or something from the car. And, um, you know, people were two parts surprised and I got weird, like double comments. They were like, wow, you're, that looks really bad, but wow, you look really great. <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, wow. Um, yeah, by the way, I was, you know, trying to improve my health. Um, and then, um, you know, after that I got more focused on school and then graduated. And then, you know, they, they talk about like the whole like freshman 15, but that kind of ha thing happens when you start like a new company too. Like you just, you gain so much weight. Cause like you, you, you do like the training and stuff. Like, cause when I started at my last job, my cloud, they gave us like the first three solid weeks of work were like this training onboarding thing. They had catered lunch every single day. Um, and yeah, it was just, there was no, uh, there was no healthy choices involved in that. <laughs> Um, but you know, and then after that, like, I mean, that was 2019 when I started working there. And then, you know, the very next year was 2020, you know, you weren't even allowed to go to the gym anymore. You weren't allowed to do anything. And then I started stressing out over buying a house. Uh, so, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I think has been a really big thing for people in terms of fitness, you know, it's just, it's a lot of people are you know, pumped up again about like, okay, I can come out of that and, you know, kind of live and, and make those positive choices, um, for health reasons. But I mean, I think that it's a, it's a big thing, you know, when people say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm losing weight, you know, because it's just like instantly you're automatically thinking, oh gosh, somebody's going to hold me to that. What if I don't meet my goals? What if I don't do this? You know, what if I, don't look like I've lost enough weight. What if I still look a certain way um, or feel a certain way? It's just like, it, it's, you know, it's, it's something you have to still do for yourself because that's what's going to count. You know, that's the person who's going to see you the most is you. So, um, you know, not saying other motivators don't help, but it's, it's definitely a commitment and a lifestyle change from my experience. 
Yeah, I, I could definitely relate to that in a way, uh, especially with the new job situation, because at the previous job I was working at, um, I was a little bit more physical, like to where I was like moving around a lot. And with my current job, I'm sitting at a desk all day. And I got to where once I got the new job, um, I gained like a, a lot of weight to where like I was like the biggest that I ever what like have been in my life. I felt like I was the biggest I was at one point was like my senior year of high school. But then I kind of like lost the weight and kind of maintained it. But once uh yeah, once I got that new job, I was uh I gained like a good amount of weight just in a matter of months and kind of got me to where in 2020, uh, which was a, 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 a weird time to try to lose weight, definitely. Uh, but thank goodness I had a treadmill here at the house uh, because I have a, another brother that is uh, that was using it at one point when he was trying to lose weight. So I definitely had that, thankfully. I kind of got to where I lost the weight and then I kind of gained it and then I lost it. And then it's like every time I would announce on Facebook, they're like, oh, I'm going to try to lose weight again. Like, I uh, just joined a gym or, you know, I'll say different things. Then it kind of does leave, like, you know, like you were saying to the kind of like these people now know. Then I have to hold myself accountable uh, for these moments. Like, now people are going to probably be asking, how's the gym been going? Like, oh, like if I'm going to be honest, currently I have not been to the gym in a little bit. So, like, so that's like that just even goes to where. I thought leads to accountability and uh, wanting to uh, improve on that still, like with my weight journey. So uh, there's that definitely. And then um, even another thing that you mentioned was that like sometimes the insecurity can come from uh, like admitting that like you're trying to lose weight or like saying that you're trying to lose weight because uh you know, then like like you were saying, it makes it sound like that there was uh, a problem that maybe you had, like considering thinking that you need to lose weight. So there's that too, almost just like admitting that like your weight is a problem and not everybody, you know, has that same insecurity. So I'm definitely, as far as anybody out here, if you're watching this and, and if you are not the thinnest person, but you don't want to lose weight, that's okay. Let's definitely just uh, don't listen to people that talk down on you regarding your weight, even though it's still good to live a healthy life for sure. But um, but definitely just be confident in yourself. Just kind of keep that confidence and uh, don't let anybody tear you down. And uh, still, let's definitely try to live a healthier life. But uh, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. So before I end, this episode, uh, do either of y'all have any kind of final thoughts regarding insecurities? Nope. Um, I mean, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I guess like, that kind of ends this topic today, and I definitely want to thank Donna and Tony for being here again. It was definitely good having them, and even just talking to them, I learned um a lot about even my own securities and the reasons why maybe i'm having some insecurities and um some can be valid and some can be um just in my head for no reason in a way so definitely learning a lot even about myself during this uh process so uh, I want to thank both of them again for being here, and I look forward to having them in the future. And if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, definitely uh, be sure to give me a like on the video and be sure to subscribe to my channel. 
I uh, definitely would appreciate that at Not Your Average Joel. And then you can also watch like small clips from this episode on uh, my Instagram at Not Your Average Joel podcast as well. Uh, so you can watch it there. I also post some like behind the scene moments. I post uh, some funny moments from that as well. Or if you don't want to watch and you want to listen instead, my episodes are now on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and um, a few other podcast streaming platforms. So if you want to give it a listen instead, uh, be sure to do that. Um, so anyways, everybody, uh, uh, thank you for watching and I will see y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Bye. Thank you, everybody, that took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. My podcast is available on YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. If you want to see some standout moments, funny moments, or behind-the-scenes moments from my podcast, then please visit my Instagram page at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you enjoy my content and want to see and hear more about my episodes, then please subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can hit the bell notification so that you can be notified whenever I post a new episode. You listening to this episode means so much to me. And if you ever want to be a future guest on my podcast, then please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram page. I can't wait to share more of my life with you guys on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Thank you, everybody, once again, and I will talk to y'all later. Goodbye.